<laughs> you can control his blood outflow. <laughs> I don't know, Noah. <laughs> That's fair. Hello and welcome to Saving People, Queering Things, the supernatural podcast where being thrown up against a wall definitely awakens something in Dean. Today we are pulling up to season five, episode 18, Point of No Return. I'm your host, August, and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Noah, he, him. And I'm Elena, she, they. I'm so excited about this episode. It's a lot to talk about. It's my favorite. It sort of feels like there's no going back now. You know, uh, oh, almost like it's a, a point of no return, Noah. Oh, almost, almost, uh, almost, quite, quite possibly. I will say one of the things I do love about this episode is that as many times as I've seen it and like heard the title of it, I still can't hear it without hearing like Gerard Butler's voice singing the Phantom of the Opera song <laughs> every time. Absolutely, every single time. That was almost uh, gonna be my my mixtape song, but I was like, no, get it together, Elena. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Not today. Not today. We are so excited to be going into season six. And as part of our preparation for the next era of Supernatural, we have created a audience survey to ask some questions of those of you who listen to our show to get some feedback on what you like, what you would like more of, anything that we should be changing. Yeah, just any feedback you have for us. We would be so grateful if you have a few minutes to fill that survey out. And the link to the survey is going to be available on our social media, in the show notes, and on our website, queeringthingspodcast.com. Do it, because it'd be cool. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone. Uh, what we are going to do today is we are going to start with catching you up. So if you haven't watched Supernatural or this episode recently, here is what you've missed on the road so far. First up, oh, Elena, no. you are up to recap the show slash season five. Let me know. The, the first hundred episodes of this chaos? No yeah. big deal. Yeah, right. Because this is this is episode 100, isn't it? Right? Yes, it is. Episode one, it's not one episode 100 of our show, but it is no. episode 100 of, of the show. Sorry, bugs. Indeed. <laughs> um, no, we're past 100 episodes oh, on Clearing oh, Things. No, we that's true. Oh, yeah, we've had a bunch of fun bonus episodes. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't checked those out, now's your opportunity. Which you can find on clearingthings.com. <laughs> it's a good way to get caught up, you know, before coming into the next recap. Just listen to all the other recaps and all the yeah. other episodes. So mm-hmm. catch well. up on your Kripke era content here before before it's all over and we're into a new era. We're speeding up on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna snuggle my cat as I do this recap. Yes, I am. Okay, well. Let me know when you're ready, Elena, and I will count you in. I have zero preparation, so let's do it. Wonderful. There is 30 seconds on the clock. In three, two, one, go. Okay, so Sam and Dean are some angsty brothers who hunt some demons and some other bad stuff. Um, they've gotten into some apocalyptic shit recently. Um, there's a there's a gay angel that we have many opinions about. Um, there's a lot of daddy issues and mommy issues uh, abounding everywhere. Um, and this season, uh, they're dealing with the fact that they are like the vessels of Lucifer and Michael and are going to bring about the apocalypse. And Dean, as of, you know, the last episode is like, I guess I'm going to say yes, even though I have said I would say no this whole time. That's where we are. There we are. We are caught up. That was the vaguest yet (laughs) also... Like, like I said it all, but also I I felt like my mom vague posting on Facebook about it, you know, (laughs) you know, this thing happened. There was a problem. 
I don't want to get into the details. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it's like when when someone's like, oh, I'm going through something really hard. And you're like, oh, do you want to talk about it? No, not at all. Me I, with every not. child at, at work sometimes, literally today. <laughs> me being like, you are telling me with your body and your actions that you're not okay right now. Do you want to talk about it, kiddo? You want to tell me why you're throwing things at other kiddos? Oh, no. <laughs> no? Okay, well, you just have to stop throwing things. That is going to be my rule right now. We're going to compromise and you don't have to talk, <laughs> but you have to stop causing pain. Thanks August in me. elementary school teacher mode is my favorite August. Oh, oh, today was a day, guys. Today was a day. I love them, but it was a day. <laughs> um, but we are not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about this episode, which Noah is now going to recap. Are you ready, Noah? I'm ready. Okay. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time begins in three, two, one, go. Okay. So Zachariah, the queer angel problem child, brings back Adam, the queer human wholesome child, in a bid to convince Dean he isn't the specific chosen vessel anymore. It sort of works, really pushes him further into his doubt and fear. He tries to convince Cass, Sam, and Bobby to just let him die until the end when they figure out a way to kill Zachariah and escape, but accidentally leave Adam behind, that's going to be foreshadowing for later, to be captured by Michael. The end. The end. Listen. I missed the alleyway scene, but we'll talk about that plenty. That's because we're going to talk for six hours about that, so it's fine. (laughs) The most important part of this episode, or the part we care most about, here on Queering Things, the podcast where we queer things and and make things queer and talk about the queer things. Okay, we don't even have to make episode. Oh, no, it's true. There's no (laughs) We're doing no work here. (laughs) We're just (laughs) pointing I'm watching this showed up and we clocked in and and (laughs) gay shit happened (laughs) I'm watching this episode in my living room and my sister's visiting and so she's watching it with me and she's seen it before so like Sam's seen it before so she's like laughing at the same parts because she sees it coming and then my partner's also in the room and he's only like half watching because he doesn't really watch Supernatural he's like half on his phone half watching but he keeps like there's certain moments like the moment like the the very gay moments like thinking a moment where when, when Dean says blow me cat and Sam oh and I both God. just like <laughs> and Daniel just goes like just perks his head up and like looks at the screen did and he like, really just say that he just, <laughs> he, 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 you can't he make just, this shit up I've heard them say that he's not actually getting wait did he uh, say that <laughs> <laughs> this is a network show um, this, there are this children show? here no there are not children here there shouldn't mm-hmm. be children here please Your child, go elsewhere don't this watch this show this episode is like the thesis statement for by Dean Winchester mm-hmm. like so. well this is like a supporting thesis statement i feel like we've had i think the Richie, thesis Richie's a long time episode. ago oh going back to ash we've been oh, okay we've yeah, been, yeah 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 but yeah. this is like a strong this is like one of your like big arguments this is like yeah. your number one your first argument you were like this first is paragraph. the thing that proved my <laughs> yes we're like he references sex with Cass twice in a 40 minute episode <laughs> <laughs> this episode uh, um, yeah i love it but before we fully get into it we got to pick some music to accompany us on our journey every week we are picking songs that remind us of the episode to compile a episode and ultimately a season five mixtape noah what are you adding to the mixtape this week i went with a fantastic little ditty called employment cost by ro capara it's so fun and it's a very ironic look at the way that capitalist America kind of treats its lowest rung of workers. <laughs> <And> so- <laughs> well, 
doesn't that <laughs> work? The bridge mentions how you start to hate the whole human race for not fixing the world before it's too late, which is sort of Dean's whole approach. You know, he's getting there. But the chorus is, uh, they say they care if you live or die, but they just need your labor. It's all a lie. I live to work. My dreams get shot. And if I kill myself, it's an employment cost. Oof. So Oof. it's very much how Dean is Jeez. treating himself. On the nose. A little too painful. I have never heard of this song, but I will be looking it up after. Yeah. My sister Hannah showed it to me. Oh, thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah. We always love a Hannah recommendation. Yeah, we do. You do. They never miss. They really never miss. Mm -mm. That's my that's my best friend, y'all. That's that's just the person they are. Okay, okay, Elena, what's your mixtape? Um, so my mixtape uh, suggestion this week is, I believe, from <laughs> the Spring Awakening Broadway. <laughs> oh, I mean, mostly painful because, uh, and yeah, very good. Um, it, I mean, the lyrics are literally there's very few lyrics to this song. Um, it's one of those ones where it's just very repetitive. Um, but it's you know they have the refrain of the phrase "I believe" and then "I believe all will be forgiven" and uh, "There is love in heaven." And those just like, as I was sitting here thinking, I was like, what is the song that just encapsulates the feels between the brothers in this one? And the fact that Dean says he doesn't believe in Sam and then Sam like unequivocally believes in Dean. And that's what changes the course of the episode. Mm -hmm. It just, it felt like the right song. That is so, so fitting. I got to see Spring Awakening put on by the local university oh, this nice. past year that my partner is in the theater department of. Uh, so this wasn't a show he was working on, but I got to, we went and saw it. And that song is chilling in the context of it the show. Very like much it, is. It, that show, whole show is very chilling to watch. It's like, there's so much like religious stuff and queer stuff and like sort of like haunting. Um, I mean, the name itself, feelings. Spring Awakening. Yeah. Mm. It's all about, you know, young people and sex and religion and guilt and queerness and all these, all these like, right. anyway, it's, it's such a good, if it, it works so well for this episode. Uh, I yeah. love it that you. I was this. I was very shocked at how quickly it came to mind and how layered it was in terms of fitting the episode. So it works very well for uh, Dean, our resident repression boy. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have so many Dean opinions this week, guys. <laughs> really, Elena, I could not could not have foreseen that. <laughs> Dean opinions from Elena on her favorite episode. <laughs> Shocking that coming. August, what about you though? My yeah. song is also is, is also very much leaning on the Dean feelings of this episode, but also Sam and also Cass. I think this episode, this song worked really well for all three of them. Uh, this is Way to the World by John Foreman. <clears throat> it's, I'll just read a couple of my favorite lines. It's definitely a song that's sort of like directed at um, some kind of higher power, God, or otherwise. So I think that also adds a layer to it when you think about this episode but it's got it's got these lines like balance the world on your head it fits like a knife in your chest breathing Ooh. is bitter and sweet it's great it's a slow song and the the chorus is is talking about you know carrying the weight of the world carry the weight i feel nothing which yeah mm. particularly oh. dean but also sam and Cass. i think they're all sort of carrying the apocalypse in different ways in this episode and they're all responding differently to that weight and it's 
It's a good choice. I'm going to go add that right now because John Foreman has my entire heart. So that's fine. This was, yeah, it's on, this is on John Foreman's Departures album, which is just a phenomenal album. I like when I, growing up, Switchfoot was my favorite band for many, many years. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why I know that name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Why is this name so familiar? John Foreman. But this is one of his solo things. And his solo stuff is like some of my favorite stuff of his. I got to see him play solo stuff. years old knowing that that he is solo. Oh, he did. He did a he did a like he did a seasons um he did, anyway he's his solo stuff is so good I got to see him do some of his solo stuff and I mm. actually care I, I brought a sign it's like the one time I brought a sign to a concert with a like because I really really wanted him to play a particular song and he played it and it was very satisfying and Hannah and I actually <laughs> Hannah and I actually creep it was at this performance was happening like at a camp that Hannah was working at, at the time and we like aware that you were there for that okay you heard the story you heard the story now of <laughs> Hannah and I snuck around like because Hannah was working at the camp and so we were like we we will, we're going to wander around and see if we can figure out where John Foreman is before the show. And we like did, we figured out where the green room was and we like didn't actually go and like bother him because we were like, we're going to be nice and not actually be that people. But we did go what? and like look, look through a window and I was like, yep, there he is. <laughs> That's eating carrots and dip before the show or whatever the heck he's eating. I don't remember. John Foreman, carrots and dip It guy. was very satisfying. <laughs> Um, and that's my John Foreman story. And then he sang, and then at the show, he sang the song that I wanted him to sing. And it oh, that's was a good. very big moment for me. Anyway, love that for you. His lyrics, his like spiritual exploration sort of lyrics have always been already added to my Spotify. Very yeah. important. Anyway, I will digress from my John Foreman <laughs> rant because I can talk for a long time. And this you could will be not... the John podcast. It's anti John Winchester, <laughs> it's pro John Billion, pro John Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. That's true. Uh, this will not be the last time you will hear a John Foreman and or Switchfoot song. I have definitely used Switchfoot songs before on yeah, mixtapes. I think I did too. That'll that'll continue happening. Anyway, well, now that we've got our mixtape playing, it is time for this week's hunt. And today we are exploring the 18th episode of season five, Point of No Return. And this week's tarot card, which we're using to help frame our discussion, is the Wheel of Fortune card. So in the Supernatural Tarot deck, the Wheel of Fortune card is actually uh, the rabbit's foot that's the image on it so thinking back to season three and bella and the rabbit's foot so the main theme of the wheel of fortune card is that what goes around comes around the rabbit's foot brings good luck to its owner but when it falls out of their possession the former owner is cursed with bad luck this cyclical nature of fortune and fate can serve as both a hopeful reminder and a warning enjoy and appreciate the good times and remember that the bad ones won't last forever so thinking about this episode and that idea of like what goes around comes around the cyclical nature of fortune and fate. I think that's those are really interesting themes to bring into um, an episode like this. But Elena, do you have anything to add from your understanding of this in the traditional tarot deck? Yes. Um, so this is ironically my favorite card in the tarot as well as my favorite episode. <laughs> oh, I think so, we did that sort of on purpose. I remember when we yeah, because it came, well, it came up and I was like, this is ridiculous and also a perfect card. So this one um, in the traditional Rider Waits tarot deck is covered you know depicts this wheel floating in the sky that's covered in a bunch of like esoteric symbols and i was as i was looking into it apparently the there's like these four things that are located like around the wheel and so i was curious
curious like what exactly they were because they just I couldn't tell from the initial card and they're apparently an angel an eagle a bull and a lion and they Mm. are meant to represent the four fixed faces of the zodiac which is Leo Taurus Scorpio and Aquarius which I think is really interesting especially given we recently in an episode found out that uh you know Zachariah is just like one of my faces is a lion (laughs) so it's just (laughs) that was kind of funny yeah especially given Zachariah's fate this episode which we'll get to (laughs) what goes around comes around (laughs) yeah and that's that's the whole essence of the card and it's just a really pivotal card in the deck in the number in the arcana i believe it's card number 10 yes it is it's card number 10 yeah it's just a very very significant card in terms of changing of fate and things shifting into a completely new phase and i think that given where this episode ends you know that's a very very fitting card for the episode so yeah love it love it thank you elena for giving us a little more information on that and that's going to bring us into our main discussion of the episode what did we think what do we want to talk about everything all of it (laughs) (laughs) so much I think, okay, the biggest, no, okay. <laughs> I, I have a starting point for us. Yeah. So as as like the biggest Dean apologist, I, I have to shout out Sam this episode. He's mm-hmm. like the MVP of this one. Really and is. And just. We were giving awards, Sam, Sam and Bobby and Cass get all the awards. This yeah. Episode. Dean doesn't get an award at the end, but Sam is the MVP. Yeah. But Sam is the kindest for sure in his. Yeah. Approach. Sam is like the catalyst for this episode. Because it's. linchpin for team free will which is he doesn't get to be that often no No, but he's the one who's holding it all together this episode and i i'm so proud of him i like that we're getting sam uh really feeling really stable which is saying Mm -hmm. something considering Mm -hmm. you know not like only a few episodes ago he's being forced to drink demon blood he's you know like lucifer is coming to him in his dreams like sam is going through it but the fact that he is able to be as solid as he is well because I think he's going through it that's he knows that he needs to lean on the things that he can trust and that all boils down to Dean Mm. at the end of the day Dean is his anchor Dean is his harbor Dean is the one that he knows that he can believe in and so even though Dean is exhibiting some very undean like behavior this episode he knows at the end of it Dean's gonna make the right call and he's right and it's because he believes that Dean is gonna make the right call that Dean ultimately does make the right call it's Uh because that power of because it all comes back to face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It always does. phrase. It always does. Sam, you know, just an MVP in so many ways. This episode, he also gets probably like the best pop culture reference of this episode. Comes oh, from he's got Sam. A few good ones, but... He's yeah, he's like on, you know, and he's not usually the one that's coming in with the zingers, but like Michael's not about to make you his Muppet. It's just <laughs> peak, peak reference uh from Sam. Well done. Top notch, honestly. The all you've ever done is run away. Okay, but before we before we get to that, can we talk about the first scene with Zachariah in the bar? Oh, yes. Sorry. Okay. Zachariah, of all the angels, loves to make a point about heaven is like a corporate business, you know? Yeah. And he, he loves to make those references. And so this scene in the bar is such a wild verification of that for him. And it's mm-hmm. great. So funny. Like, they're talking in these sort of, like, he's talking in these metaphors to explain how down on his luck he feels. Mm. Like the guy's just going along with it. You filthy humans. Absolutely. I'm sorry, filthy what? <laughs> this, poor, this poor man who's just been fired from his job and is just like trying to find some camaraderie and accidentally finds it with a mighty angel as 
poor man a poor man's mm-hmm. last minutes on earth yeah i've also always liked about that scene um i don't know what the name of the song is but the lyric that's like playing as he sits down at the bar is the phrase have you talked to the man upstairs <laughs> I just, i've always loved that element of it. yeah that is very good <laughs> I love very that. Good. and then michael just shows up and kills everybody else in the bar just yeah, because just like, he's there because hey, hmm, so he's feeling a little pissy i guess about... the, the demons don't leave tracks like that no so no. kind of reframes who the uh who the real bad guys are depends on the demon true true well uh the angels it's just like another reminder that the angels do not care about collateral damage no like at all not like, a factor for them not no no well i mean they're expecting half the planet to get torched and they're actively they're looking forward to it yeah yeah and yeah zachariah i do I will say, like, when we first started this rewatch and we first met Zachariah, I was like, oh, I remember him finding him really annoying. (laughs) And I just, like, didn't remember enjoying his presence as a villain. But I, I don't know if it's also like talking to Jamie and Beth from Driver Picks. Jamie's always like, Jamie's so, so enjoyed Zachariah. And I think it helped turn me around on Zachariah a little bit. Like, I think he's so funny. He's such a good villain. And I like just have been thoroughly, like the more we're watching him, the more I've enjoyed it. And I am a little sad that, that he's gone now. I'm a little biased because Kurt Fuller, the actor is a psych (laughs) alumni, one of the main characters in like most of the seasons. So, you know, I, I already was like a fan whenever I yeah. first saw him, but he I really loved his performance. He he was a different kind of angel from what we've seen so far, and I really enjoyed that. And you know what? Funniest angel in the garrison, you know, like mm, yeah. it's true. The further we've gotten, the more I've been like, actually, you know, I don't think Cass was wrong. <laughs> I don't think that was Cass not understanding humor. I think that was well Cass no, he said Uriel was the yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. right, right, but right. Uriel's okay, gone okay, I think now. okay, never mind. So I think Cass is wrong. I think Zachariah is the funniest. Uriel I was think, not funny. I think that means the title of funniest angel is cursed because Uriel had it and then it passed to Zachariah. But yeah. It's cursed. It's cursed. It's cursed. <laughs> the cursed angelic position. It's that one job that keeps keeps getting passed on. But if you have it, it means you're about to get fired. <laughs> like the jester, you know, highest risk, highest reward. Yeah. <laughs> Zachariah flew too close to the sun. Uh, the sun being having anything to do with the Winchesters. <laughs> you don't want to be on that job. You just don't want to be on that job. They do feel a bit like flying close to the sun, don't they? Mm-hmm. 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 On that note, we had our own little Icarus trying to prep himself for his final flight and <laughs> packing up everything he owns and sending it to Bobby. I want to know, I need to know what was on that letter. When does that come back? It doesn't. It doesn't. Sorry, Noah. I was like, I don't remember, but I don't think it does come back. No, uh, I think that one's up to our own interpretation. So what do we think's in the letter? It had to be a, a note detailing exactly how much Bobby meant to him as a father and <laughs> not as a father figure, but Using as a Using those exact words. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, you are my father. Yeah. <laughs> that's in the Something letter. Something along those lines. And, you know, take care of Sam. I feel like baby. that's probably largely what it is. It's probably that. It's probably some yeah. some probably some I'm sorry's maybe and maybe some information about like where certain information is like keys for various drop boxes and stuff like that yeah yeah like he deems we've seen Dean be a very thorough hunter I can't imagine in this moment he wouldn't be thorough about being like this is where these things are yeah. don't let Sam die 
don't let Sam say yes. Please, please. Yeah. Which I don't, it, I but, understand why Dean has gotten to this point. I understand it narratively. God damn, it hurts. But also like that, this is not the way to keep Sam from saying yes. <laughs> no. Like this is not, Dean saying yes increases the odds that Sam will say yes. And I like think that that Dean miscalculates that. Yeah. For sure. He just doesn't, I think after, especially the events of the last episode, he just doesn't see a way out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is interesting because that's where Sam was earlier on in the season like sam was very much in the i don't see a way out dean refused to let him live in that space for even a moment he was like nah not a chance we got this yeah dean was pulling them along for a long time and now he is unable to and sam is getting called in to this sort of like no one else like even like bobby bobby says like he's just barely hanging on every day he thinks Mm. about maybe today's the day okay that scene Dean's gonna come in and say shit like that to Bobby, who he just had to like, that wasn't that long ago, sir. That was just a couple episodes ago. And Bobby's reaction when he says, okay, yeah, so it's Dean saying, let me get out of your way is referring to, you know, him dying. And he's like, yeah, no, it's just me getting out of your way. And Bobby cocks his head and is like, what happened to you? Like, sir, what's different? This is big. (laughs) This is a big shift that you've done. And this is the soft way that he says, you can't give up, son. And then he's, you're not my father, and you ain't in my shoes, sir. Which, okay, like, the second part, sure, you're not in Dean's shoes. But also, like, you are all in this fight. You have all been in this fight for a while now. And, like, fuck you, Dean. Like, that's not, Bobby's earned that role in your life. And, like, you are just saying that to try and get him off. Like, it's very much a ploy. And this is a very Dean sort of thing to do, is to, like, say the hurtful thing because he thinks it'll push the people away so he can do what he needs to. Because he doesn't understand later how much people care about him. And it it does not work. I don't think he underestimates them, though. I think he's counting on them caring. Because if he says something like that, he's counting on the fact that they care, meaning that it will hurt them and that it will push them away. And he's like, that's what he's expecting. He's expecting that their care is conditional on him mm-hmm. and that they'll walk away. And he does this to Sam too. He tries to do the same, tries to pull the same move on Sam later on or earlier on and like be like, all you've ever done is run away. Uh, like it's the same ploy. It doesn't and work. I was wrong every time. Oh, Ugh. such growth. It's so good. Yeah. So I was love- so proud of him in that moment. I was like, you sweet little yeah. Yeah. I so, just so in a you know much like in a okay in a cynical way I want to be like okay but like Sam was not wrong every time no to run away like Sam running away to Stanford objectively not wrong like the narrative has fucked Sam over <laughs> and made him think that anytime he leaves his family he's wrong which is like just not true no but it yeah it is growth for Sam to be like I don't want to run away from reality or from like who I am or from my family or from like this you know i'm not running away from the fight i think is what sam is getting is that's where he's at and that i think is like growth for him yeah for sure but the way that bobby pulls out his revolver and gets really real with the boys and it's like this is a real struggle for me too but you know why i fucking don't because of you motherfuckers because i love y'all i care about y'all <laughs> yes i promised you i'd never give up Ugh. Oh, yeah. so good. All all the flowers to Jim Beaver for that moment. Seriously, the delivery was insane. For that moment and also for the moment later on in the episode when after Sam has the conversation with Dean that goes really poorly and then Bobby goes like, oh. how is he doing? And then goes, how are you doing? You like Sam like open his mouth to try to respond and just gets nothing. And Bobby, mm, how are you doing? Like, 
Like Bobby checking in on him is really just really kind. So good. It's so, so pure. Oh. But then Cass gets his big vibrations. You know, he's whoa, something's happening. Gotta go check it out. And then the ground's breathing. That was a little I did not love that visual. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> but and then he he okay. He, he executes those two angels that try to get the jump on him. He kills so many angels this episode. It's, he it's does. Horrible. Cass is showing that he does not need to have heaven behind him to be incredibly lethal for sure <laughs> like this is him anti-heaven this is him cut off from heaven okay sir you still kicking ass i love it as soon as he had those two knives i said "Ooh, those will come back into play later on they have those <laughs> you know show me a gun in the first act and not pay it off <laughs> but then he collecting in... angel blades <laughs> check offs angel blades <laughs> 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 and then he brings in Adam, which okay, yeah, he was in the recap. I gave a little hint. I was like, okay, okay. Did you did you actually other than the recap? Did you actually? I didn't know it was this early. I was pretty. I was like, okay. I okay. Figured they were gonna have to pull into that for season seven or eight. Oh but... really? You thought it was a couple seasons away still? Oh, I thought, I thought there was still time, but oh man, oh I love I like that. It. it makes sense that Kripke wanted to round off that storyline a little bit more before he yeah. got moved on. So Though, of course, this is this is we're actually getting real Adam. We're not getting yeah. pretending to be Adam. Yeah. Like this which Adam does not great. know Sam and Dean, which I think was such a good move. Well, he only knows them from what the angels have told them, which is and from yeah and. Yeah, exactly. That's wild. Him fighting through that gaslighting is very interesting. This Adam feels so like I love what they do in Jump the Shark with Adam mm-hmm. and then like, Ghoul playing Adam. But like this Adam feels so much more. He feels like real. a Winchester. Yeah, he feels like a Winchester primarily in the f- sense that he feels like someone who's been fucked over by John Winchester's parenting. <laughs> 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 he Genuinely. fits right in. Yeah, yeah. Well, the way he describes him, he's like, he's a guy who took me to a baseball game. You know, he's not my family. He Well, he says, I don't have a dad, which... I, you know, is is correct. Yeah, correct. You do not have a dad. You technically have a father, but... You have someone who is technically your parent, but he but. calls his mom his family. He says, you know, that's the person. We may be blood, but we are not family, which is what he's he's identifying to Sam and Dean, which I think is, again, this nice little nod to that theme of it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. your, who you're blood related to matters less than who you, like, choose mm-hmm. to be committed to, which ties all back around to, like, Bobby in this episode because, you know... Yeah. Bobby's just as much their family as Adam is. Yeah. Well, in a lot of senses, more. So, way more. Like, yeah. And now he's Uh, got a Nokian sigils on his ribs. So, that's pretty cool. Bonus. Um, I do want to make one note about that scene when Adam first, when he cast first goes to to find Adam. The I really like. The, I know you said you don't like the like the breathing earth. Anyway, mm-hmm. I really like it as a callback to Lazarus Rising because we get. Yes. But we but you know when we got Lazarus Rising, it's this like perfect symmetrical circle of trees mm-hmm. around the gravesite. Whereas in this one, it's just chaos. It's like everything is up. It's almost like they like with with Dean like cast carry cast like pulled him out of hell and very meticulously. Built his body and brought, yeah, yeah, and like woke him up. Whereas with Adam, it seems like the angels just tore at heaven until they wrenched him out back into the earth, and it's very messy. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that has to do with the fact that they pulled Dean up, but they pulled Adam down, or they threw him down more like that's like it's very two very different things. (laughs) Also, like a a blooming explosion versus right someone coming back to life from hell versus someone being thrown 
out of heaven. Like the fact that angels are willing to throw someone out of heaven, they're being like, ah, we know you got paradise. We know you're like dead, but actually we need you. So we're gonna just take away your eternal happiness till you do this thing for us. Well, that's, and that's very much like the way that Adam says, you know, like, well, I believe them because they're angels. Mm-hmm. And it's, <laughs> you haven't met these angels. But the thing is, he it's not that he trusts them. It's just that he's no. like, I care. The angels can give me what I want, which is my mom. And like, fair. I mean, we see that in the, this episode with Sam and Dean, like that they'll do whatever they can for their family. And you can see in Dean's eyes whenever Sam, I mean, whenever Adam is talking about how his mother is the one thing he cares about and just love mm-hmm. her and want to keep her happy. Dean relates to that in a completely real way. Hugely. But he he needs Adam to support them. And Dean's whole reaction when he's like, well, there's no way Adam could be the vessel. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. It's, it's me. I'm I'm the vessel and I'm turning it down. But somebody else could do it? Oh, wait. Well, Hold he on. starts panicking at that point because he goes, oh, shit. Like, that had to occur to him. Well, yeah. And it takes away the one play he had because he was, Dean finally had like a direction. And he was like, yes, nobody wants me to do this. But at least if I say yes, like I have control over that thing. But now suddenly it's like the angels are going, oh, we don't need you anymore. We'll find a more pliable vessel. And Dean's panicking because now it means that like Adam's on the hook for, you a know, the apocalypse. A lot of damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm scares him yeah and we see we've seen with like Raphael what a archangel does to its vessel and like yes Michael technically said to Dean like I won't leave you a slobbering mess but like do we really trust Michael no yeah. no <laughs> And if no, Michael's mad because slightest. he didn't get his vessel, he got Adam instead. Like, he's probably anticipating all of this. Like, the cost to Adam and the cost to the world. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I love how outraged Sam is about it. He's just like, no, like, this doesn't, this does not track. You know, they've been saying, this is the way it is, this is the way it is, this is the way it is. And now they, like, the way he's like, suddenly they have plan B. <laughs> Sam, Sam is so, like, smart in this episode. And, like, genuinely, like, not just, like, Sam's smart, but, like, Sam's in very intelligent and wise in this episode he's able to like be socially wise and like relationally wise and he's able to kind of go like this is not logical i think that's like nice it's nice to see sam be smart in a different way than just like book smart yeah though in that scene we do get also one of the best lines (laughs) you know what (laughs) blow me cast so good just sitting backwards on a chair just (laughs) dean just Cass. turns around to look at Cass and goes like, Cass just looks oh, at him. things you could have said to him. In Cass's yeah. reaction, he just... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Beautiful. Is, like, but, is that um, a challenge? Like, uh, is this, are we done? really offering here? Oh, no, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's that, but I think it's a, like, mm, I think we've, we've done that. We've done that before. We've established <laughs> oh, 503 was the moment. Uh, so like, th- this is not new. Okay. But then not even 10 minutes later, <laughs> yeah. he says, Hey, not for nothing, Kaz, but the last time someone looked at me like that, I got laid. <laughs> what was the point of that line being in what? there? What and the wink, been? it's the wink that does it for me. Dean winking is just like such a thread this episode. Ah. There's no reason for that line. There's mm-hmm. literally no reason for that line. They're lock, They're literally like putting Dean on lockdown in that scene. And that's the comment he chooses to go with. Mm-hmm. Is Cass is looking at him all smitey. And, and Dean, it awakens things. And Dean interprets that as like, well, you know. Hey, I'm going to be in this room. You know where I'll be for a while <laughs> if we need some privacy. <laughs> wink, nudge, wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's... Oh, it's I, just... It's so gay, and I love it. 
so much. Yeah. And that's not the end in this episode. Because then, oh then Dean does get out. And then we get the infant, the iconic the scene in the alleyway. Legendary oh alley scene. Okay. Yeah. Dean running up to a random guy and being like, yeah. Hey, so pray pray to the angels and let them know that Dean Winchester is here. You pray too loud. You pray too loud is such a good entrance line, first of all. <laughs> so yeah. good. Cass just being an absolute badass motherfucker this episode. Oh, like So good. Cass is like, I am four steps ahead of you. Easily. And then smacking him back and forth across the alley, saying... I rebelled for this motherfucker so you could surrender to them. Mm. Mm. Cinema. He, yeah. Cass is pissed and he has a right to be. Well, mm-hmm. and, and the, the thing he chooses to say too, is like, I gave everything for you and this is what you give to me. This is incredibly personal. This is not like, yeah. I gave everything for freedom or for humanity or, or for the for, cause. It's I gave it all for you, motherfucker. Like, you are the reason I am in this position. You are the reason I am in this fight. This oh. is what you're giving to me this is how you're repaying me specifically dean is the reason and, Ka- and dean is still smiling at the end of it he's like still on board so i mean we're not we're saying we're not saying dean doesn't like getting thrown out around a little bit um, just a little bit <laughs> it's, the, it's the cast please for me <laughs> yeah um yeah this episode's so gay this episode's so gay uh, it's really hard because it's interspersed with this like very highly emotional family interpersonal stuff and then these scenes with Dean and Cass where you're just like, you are doing a whole different thing. Like, this is a whole different storyline, what's happening with the two of them. It's technically connected, but it doesn't feel connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They need to just accept it. And it's, it's almost like he you. has a different dynamic than just family with Cass. Hmm. He's a different energy, you know. Hmm. <laughs> Wonder <laughs> what that could be. <laughs> and then Cass bringing him back and being like, whoa, what the hell happened to him? Me. Me. Oh, okay. No one asks any follow-up questions. No follow-ups. <laughs> They're like, you beat him senseless because he tried to run away and, like, betray us? Yeah, I'm just, like, I love the Jax. way that Cass... It, Cass is just, like, flinging Winchesters all over the place this episode. <laughs> like, he just chucks Adam down on the bed, and then he just chucks Dean down on the... <laughs> no big deal. I, the, it's also the, like, uninhibited trust that Bobby and Sam have in Cass, because Dean is a... Like, Dean's a flight risk. Adam's a flight risk. The Bobby, Sam, Cass are like on it together and the fact that Bobby and Sam are just like yeah you've got Dean you're gonna make sure that he doesn't bail on us you got that part yep they trust Cass your fully boyfriend oh, on, on watch okay you need private time over there yeah no worries we got you and I love when Adam's trying to sneak out and he's like oh hey Sam Sam Bustin oh wait hey where are you headed oh out to get beer great we have beer perfect <laughs> older brothering is it's all here in that scene <laughs> I, it's the return of like older brother Sam yeah and we get the so rarely we had it in the last Adam episode. It's so nice. It's so good. He's so kind to Adam. He's so understanding, you know? Truly. And he's really not trying to make excuses or explanations for John. He is also not trying to say that what Adam's experienced is should be swept under the rug. He's trying to be like, you know what? Like, I get it. You don't, you know, we, we, I get it. Your childhood like kind of sucked. You know, your mom was great, but you, John sucked. And if we had known you existed, like we would have found you. But I also recognize that that doesn't mean that that immediately makes us family. Yeah. Yeah. Sam really does his darndest to connect. He does. And it doesn't work as opposed to in, it's a very nice contrast with Jump the Shark when it does work. Yeah. Exactly. But it's all fake. It's all fake. Whereas this one, it's not real. This one is real 
but he can't, can't, he can't actually connect. But whenever Adam has his moment with Zachariah in the beautiful room, which shows up again, love that. Um, yeah. He has that moment and Zachariah just turns on him instantly. He's like, yeah, okay, basically you're nothing. And well, so now he yeah. knows that everything Sam and Dean told him is true. So now he's going to rely on them a little bit more unless the whole Michael thing changes everything and that could fuck everything. So we'll see. Well, okay, the beautiful room, that cute, that like visual cue, like the beautiful room is still set up for Dean. And that's like the biggest, I think hint that like if you didn't already know Adam is just bait because the beautiful room is whatever they need it to be and that beautiful room is still set up for Dean it's still burgers and beer the uh the painting that it starts on whenever it first goes to the beautiful room the painting on the back wall is the exact same painting that Anna in Frozen jumps up in front of and whenever <laughs> she's doing her song at the beginning <laughs> In there, Joe. First time in forever. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a good start. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Dean's room. It's Dean's room. Dean is Elsa coded. In case you didn't know, Dean is Elsa coded. Or Elsa that's... is Dean coded. I should think it would make Elsa Dean coded because uh, Originality. Dean came first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wasn't prepared for that <laughs> phrase to happen. I was going to say, though, that's a slightly good segue to a, a point I wanted to make about Adam in that. Adam is truly, truly a Winchester because he makes a pop culture reference within five minutes of being on screen. <laughs> the the National Lampoon's Vacation reference was was very nice. The pop on down to Wally World. I don't know. It's, is that, it's are, good. Y'all, are y'all too young for that reference? Yes. No, no, I know that reference. Yeah, okay. I know that reference. It's a good reference. It's, I, yeah, I love that Adam still has that. Like, obviously from his mom, which is cool. I already like, I love Adam's mom. Everything we know about her seems, she seems great. Sucks that a ghoul got her. Yeah. Okay, so. So the beautiful room, that whole scene ends with Zachariah's death, right? And Mm -hmm. it's a really smooth move by Dean having the angel blade up his sleeve, making Zachariah think that, hey, it's all good. I'm going to say yes. Tell Michael to come here. And then he changes the whole terms of the agreement. Actually, I want you to fucking die. And then I'll say yes. So good. It's so it's so smart because it's basically being like, I will play the game, but I'm not actually playing your game. I'm playing my own game. And it's that wink, that wink he gives mm. to Sam to be like, don't worry. Like, it reignites do all right thing. Sam's faith. In it's, it's the small smirk that starts to like <laughs> bloom on his face before the wink, though. Yeah. So That's good. one of my favorite Dean Winchester moments ever. Especially because a... Sam looks at him right before and you see Sam being like, I may have fucked up in trusting him. Just and a little bit. you see that like moment of like, Sam's not sure if he should be incredibly betrayed. He's a little confused. He's like, um, hey, is is that part of your plan? <laughs> is, or like, is, is you saying yes, part of the plan? Because right now, like, you're saving us, but you're not. You're doing the one thing I've asked you not to do. And and then he's, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, he makes it conditional. And then Zachariah has to cave. And it's the one thing that could have made Zachariah cave. Which is great because just a few episodes ago, he said, Lucifer's powerful, but I'm petty. And this is the Ooh. pettiest move. <laughs> so... <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, it's, it's true. Good. It's using using Zachariah's own hubris like against him. You know, yeah. Zachariah's not actually as committed to the cause as the angels are supposed to be. Zachariah is ultimately in it for his own power. Yep. yep. Like we said at the beginning of the t- episode, Noah, like he's in it because of his upward mobility <laughs> as an angel. He's trying to climb that ladder. Opportunity for advancement within the company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. But just the Dean. iconicness of the line. Sorry. 
sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I was going to point out a line too, but yeah. is it before Michael gets a piece of this sweet ass? Oh. <laughs> so good. Oh. oh. Yeah. No, the line I was going to say was the, um, you know, he's like, you know, Michael's not going to kill me. And he's just like, but I will. It's oh. so good because ultimately, like, Michael 100% would have killed Zachariah. Yeah. He oh. Like, Zachariah is fucked as soon as Dean is like, as soon as Dean makes his yes conditional, mm-hmm. Zachariah knows it too. Yeah. But Dean got dibs on killing him. Yeah. It's very satisfying. It's such a great story tack to take, you know, Michael showing up in like the rumbling, getting slowly louder as the scene progresses and oh, the tension rising is such a good touch. I do they've love done, that. And they've done that kind of fake out with Michael before. Like Michael is all Michael is always just just on the edge of being there. Mm-hmm. Happened in 513 as well. Like Michael, like you get those moments of like, oh, 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 but they keep like just staving him off. Yeah. Yep. And they do that yet again in this episode. They run off and Adam gets left behind to face Michael Dean alone. Because Dean takes Sam out first, which he was always he's going to do. Of course. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Adam. Brutal. And like, yeah, they can't get a damn win. No. This is, I mean, the angels are, all of their ploys are not working. Yeah. Like they can't trick the Winchesters into it, but they can take Adam. Um, that's mm. not going to end poorly. Not at all. I'm sure it'll Noah, be fine. As, as this being your first time watching, what it, what do you think is, where do you think Adam is? What do you Ooh, think? Yeah, predictions. I think Adam's going to, I mean, I, I guess he's got to be a vessel now. I mean, he's going to be used as Michael's vessel for a little bit to try and get Dean to say yes more. I don't know. It's crazy. They could go so far. I think I know Adam gets left in the kitchen, but I think that's a little further along. I think that's not right now. I don't know. I really okay. want them to get Adam back out, stop Michael from the, doing the apocalypse, all that, and in the next two, three episodes somehow. It'll yeah. be great. <laughs> No big deal. Just, we just four episodes. Stuff. We have four episodes left. Four episodes, we have four. Right. A full four episodes. But I, I hope that they become a little a family demon fighting team with Bobby, not duo trio, but Bobby and Cassin. Right. We'd, we'd get another addition to Team Freewell. Yeah, that I'd, year. I'd, I'd like that. It'd be nice. I think he brings a fun dynamic to their family unit. It'd be he, great to see that. He makes Sam a middle child, and like, yeah. oh, Sam suddenly has middle child energy, and it's I love it. It's so good. And when you just add more siblings on and it changes everybody's dynamics astronomically. So yeah. 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 Speaking of sibling dynamics, maybe the last thing to talk about in this episode is Sam and Dean. Like we've touched on it a little bit, but they go through a real arc in this episode. Oh yeah. And Sam takes them on a rail journey. Yes. And I like that we get this kind of like in a weird way, like a callback to when uh Sam was on the run and Dean knew exactly where he was gonna go. Yes. And you know, Dean's like, How'd you find me? Like, Dean, you know exactly how the fuck he found you. The stops on the farewell you're... tour aren't that hard to figure out. <laughs> the same way that you the same way that you found him. I think it's a nice reminder to Dean that as much as he parented Sam, like Sam is he says this at the end of the episode. He was like, You've always been this not enough kid. I've always thought I had to take care of you but that's we both know that's not true anymore like that's not who you are anymore sam has grown into being his like hunting partner mm-hmm. and actually incredibly capable like he doesn't have to take care of sam anymore and i think he'd learned that the hard way through season four but now i think this is a big moment of him being reminded that sam can also be protective and the leader and you know taking charge poetry snaps to that <laughs> i mean it if you're grown up enough to have faith in me, the least I can do is return the favor. Oh, 
is a nice, I do appreciate for once that we get a uh, apology after some really, like, because Dean is super mean and like harsh to Sam and Bobby. And I appreciate that with Sam, he comes back and is like, no, no, I I am going to get this apology out. I'm going to say that I I fucked up. I have to believe that he went back to Bobby at some point and apologized as well. That's a that's a cut scene that lives in my heart. Like, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, I think he Dean knows that this was like not his finest moment. No, he seems to have like actually done the self reflection to be like, I fucked up. But would you say that it was perhaps a point in which they they cannot go (laughs) go go back from, perhaps return from? I mean, it seems to be the last uh, Dean is back on board you know they're not they're like okay destiny we have now officially been like we are not considering the dean saying yes to michael plan yep he's we're not considering the angels plan anymore no screw destiny right in the face castiel yeah yeah yeah. the screw destiny right in the face is a line i've considered getting a tattoo of Mm -hmm. it's a good line it's a good line goes along really well with dean goes along really well with the i have to believe that i can choose what i do with my unimportant little life Yes. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. The strong episode. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That seems like a good place to move into our going meta section. So this is where we are talking lore, talking about representation, uh, any behind the scenes trivia we have from this episode. Um, and yeah, anything else we haven't already talked about. Yeah. First up, we have our representation check. Group check. Uh, we do not pass the Bechdel. No, we do I don't not. know if a woman has a whole line in this episode. No, I don't think there's there's no women in this episode, are there? Nope. So we'll just keep going. We also had uh, another reference to Wincest done by Zachariah this episode. Hate it. When... Oh, I entirely missed. I blocked that out. Oh, he's talking to he's <laughs> talking to Adam. Codependent on each other. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's just that one word. Yeah, yeah. it's just a okay. little hint, and it's not great. But still, they didn't need to include it. They had enough with. Uh, they had enough codependency to go off of. You know. Yeah. I, I think that was just unnecessary. Or just a normal, a normal codependency. Yeah. 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 Normal, like, non-erotic All the other words that you said were applicable until you made it creepy. Yeah. It's like, okay, so what do you do in your spare time, Zachariah? Like, <laughs> what? What's going on there? Chill. Please but I will say, in terms of representation, like, I do love the way they do the sibling dynamics and the way they work out their issues. I think it's, we've talked about it, but I think it's really nice. I, yeah. It's a representation piece that I, and the representation of, like, owning up to your mistakes and. Yeah. And this feels like one of the few episodes where like, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm blocking it out because I just am too biased about this episode. But I don't think there's any like, even though there's no women in the episode, there's also no creepy sexism going on. Like, it's just like, (laughs) there's not. I mean, it's because there's no women in the episode that there's no creepy sexism, but. The small victories. Like, I hate that. It's like a, it's like a backwards win. Yeah. That just shouldn't. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. (laughs) It's, It's, they would point at it and be like, yeah, look, this one's great. It's like, it's because. Yeah, no women. Like, Nobody what? says anything chauvinistic, and that's like you didn't have any opportunities. No women yeah. present. Yeah, I did like Bobby is stepping up again, and you know, being some disability representation and mm-hmm. dad body supremacy. He's talking about uh, keeping keeping Adam on watch, you know, on lockdown. <laughs> he's like, well, he's got a slight height advantage. <laughs> It's great, you know. He's not framing it in some sort of like I can't. And he's like, hey, he's tall. He's taller, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's yeah. a wholesome way to look at it. Do love that. Yeah, Bobby is underrated in what he <laughs> does. Sam's like, come into your chair. <laughs> 
Sure. Because that's sure, gonna practical. Work. That's yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure what you expect Bobby to really be able to do in this scenario with his 19 year old. Now, but see, that's, that's interesting fine. because Adam's been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe this is so got this. We're ta- talking about lore. Adam's been dead yeah. for a while. And did they age him up? Is he still 19? I think he's still my, I think the yeah. implication that he said he's still mine. Yeah. He's still the age he was when he died. I think. Okay. Yeah. As far as we know, in terms of heaven, everyone we've seen in heaven and everyone we know of in heaven is the age that they died. True. Ash, um, we didn't see anyone. Yeah. We also have with lore, the reminder of how the heaven dynamics work. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, yeah, I was in heaven and it was just, I was at my prom, like prom making out with this girl. <laughs> Again, a terrible heaven. Yeah. Terrible. Every Come heaven on. sucks. The That's heaven's like the most anxiety inducing prom ever also like no way that's every everything he talked about in this episode was about his mom that's the most important part in his life you're telling me that like his best memory is prom yeah no the park where he's waiting and he meets zachariah in his dream it's kind of implied that that was one of his heaven dreams but his mom's still not there he's waiting for her yeah it's uh yeah heaven's fucked heaven's fucked yeah not great uh that is about it for phrases you get to say every day (laughs) just on supernatural that is in a good place about all we have for lore in terms of behind the scenes there is this episode is is there's a very very funny behind the scenes clip uh in the scene where dean says blow me cast there's some very funny hand motions it's if you haven't seen it it's in the blooper reels the blooper reels for this episode are very funny okay um and noah you will have it's a parade (laughs) oh yes that's in this episode too (laughs) lots of good stuff with uh cats and dean particularly with that jensen and misha particularly just hamming it up like adding to the homoerotic subtext of their relationship with all their behind the scenes choices i love Mm -hmm. that i'll have to go look it up oh yes please do for sure it's worth it it's sub- paratext and subtext. Mm. Well, don't don't watch it yet. I was gonna say true, I might have to true. wait till the end of the season. Yeah, wait till the end of season, season five because yeah. there are some major. Yes. Yeah. yeah we will. But it's we'll... it's good shit though. Gotcha. Yes. For gotcha. those of you who have seen all of season five, if you haven't seen the blooper reel before, go watch it now. It's worth. Uh, I had one note for uh, behind the scenes stuff that I like, where uh, with the episode being episode one hundred, that's the number on the hotel room door that Dean is at. He's in room one hundred. Oh, that's good. Oh, nice note. Nice cut. And they uh, they do that again in episode 200. Oh, nice. I think I did know that one. I recently was watching uh, episode 300 and I didn't see one there. There's some other stuff in episode 300 as notes yeah. to that. But it, you know, we'll get there. The fact that in there's 200 years. more of this <laughs> after this. Wild. And then some. We're not like, even a third of the way. We got another like four or five episodes and then we, I think there's 327. So what's that divided yeah. by three? That I does mean, not divide evenly by three. If, but yeah, that's because season three was shorter. That was 326. 326. Mm, I think there's 327 episodes. Someone look that up quickly mm. while I do some math. 327. Okay. Yeah, that was right. Okay, so 109. When we hit episode 109, we part way into season six that's the one third mark so we're we'll get there in a couple of months which if anyone cared to know anyway i think that's it for lore and meta anything else for either of you um we already talked about how adam's resurrection was different from dean's and how it could have been because of the difference in direction (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think there's anything else major yeah Well, then that's going to bring us to our final and our favorite section of this episode, which is our character blessings. Um, When we start with you, Noah, who do you want to bless? I've got to bless Bobby. 
because my guy <laughs> is a hero and a father and his eldest son just told him to his face you're not my dad and that hurt and <clears throat> he handled it really well and i cannot wait to see how he encourages the boys going forward and how they support him in response and bobby. vice versa bobby how about y'all elena i'm gonna let you pick first so you're choosing one of them and i'm blessing the other one <laughs> did y'all not hear that no not at all <laughs> you were like elena what's your pick and then just car alarms started going oh on. really <laughs> No, your mic did not pick up the car alarm, that unfortunately. Was, that was really, oh, well. I'm so sad y'all didn't get to experience that with me. That was very <laughs> You'll have to imagine to it, listeners. You'll have to imagine the car alarm's going off. So uh, my my pick, it, you, you know, you know it's got to, it's got to be Dean because, oh, my sweet baby boy makes make some bad choices and then make some good choices but i think that this is such a huge this episode is such a huge moment for dean in solidifying his faith actually yeah. in sam specifically and in Cass. yeah this is this is like because we we just recently had the you know well team free will you know ex blood junkie and a, you know whatever but this is you said it earlier at some point obviously you're like this is like this is like the solidification of mm-hmm. team free will yeah. this is like okay no all back. three of us are fully on board we are going full throttle into this apocalypse being on the same page and we trust each other we genuinely trust each other yeah and it just it's it's a big moment for for all of them but specifically this episode with dean um just realizing that he's all in i just i think that deserves blessings i like i love that blessing and do you mind if i add a tiny anything on the please Absolutely. I think that Dean has is like de facto the leader of Team Free Will, like regardless of kind of, like it just sort of narratively. And I think it's really important that he now is also fully able to trust both Sam and Cass. Like I think this episode really makes them more of a team because it doesn't put all of the leadership weight on his shoulders for once. He's able yeah. to go, oh, Sam can take over and we'll turn out all right. Just big. Oh, Cass can take off his tie and be really smitey and sexy at the same time. We're, we're, nice. we're all right. Do you think he needed help yeah. painting that on? I think he did. <laughs> well, that's not paint. No, no. <laughs> Whose blood is yeah. it? I, th- I I was always under the impression that he like carved it I, into his. That's I think how I also have always interpreted it. it so he literally it carved it. Didn't look into... like it was carvings though. I feel like if 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 it was it that, not? it would have been a lot more blood. That's I mean that is true. But he also is an angel, so I feel like uh, yeah. he can control that a little. I don't know. <laughs> you control his so blood out. It does always. You know, <laughs> I don't know, Noah. It, <laughs> that's fair. That would actually Noah. Your theory that it's that it's painted would actually can fix something that I had an issue with watching it this episode. Because I'm like, how is his shirt still clean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He walks in there. Just yeah. And he just rips it off and it's just blood everywhere. Yeah. That's badass. So I think outside, funny. Cass pulls his shirt up. And he's like, hey, hey, will you help me out here? This is my plan. And Dean, you know, cuts his hand Dean, or whatever. Can you just like and lovingly trace that's... my chest with blood? Yeah, Way it's more gay. The whole rest of the scene, Cass walks in and he's like, his shoulders are forward. Just when he's... you thought it couldn't get gayer, <laughs> we bring that's... it, we it gets He's making it. sure that the shirt doesn't touch so the much blood. less badass but so much more gay so i'm very <laughs> conflicted about it's it a bit of both. like fellas <laughs> is it gay to have your boyfriend write a sigil on your chest in blood in his own blood Ooh. anyway <laughs> okay august okay blessing. I, I, i'm gonna bring us way back down um to reality and i'm gonna bless sam because like sam has to have a blessing today of course for sure. Sam is Sam leads. Sam shows that I always he love your can... Sam blessings. That's specifically why I was like, I'm gonna go with Dean because August always has good I... blessings for Sam. 
I love blessing Sam. I know you do. I love blessing Sam. He he just like he Sam has fought so hard for his redemption in this season, and this is a moment where it really he really proves that like he can lead. He can he can trust his instincts. He can trust himself. He can trust Dean. Like this is is huge for him, and I just want to bless Sam for trusting himself and in that trusting his team and in that saving the day. Like oh, yeah, pulling Dean out of this funk that he was in, and I in this you know pit of despair and Sam pulls him out of it, you know it, Sam deserves it oh, I love when we end a blessing session with hope mm. yeah uh, point of no return but yeah it's, there's no uh, going back from how gay you are now <laughs> <laughs> also true <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're gonna end for today thanks noah and elena as always of course. Delight. Thank y'all. i'm so happy we so did this episode ah. it was a blast it felt really good so make sure that you are subscribed to saving people queering things wherever you listen to your podcast and share our show with your friends because it's, it's great to have supernatural friends you can find links to our social media and join our discord server to make more supernatural friends through our website queeringthingspodcast.com as sad as we are about the fact that the Winchesters is right now canceled and will not get a second season. If you are all caught up on watching those episodes or if you are watching the Winchesters for the first time and you would like to listen to myself and Elena on with our friends Beth and KJ, we covered the entire season over at Wayward Parents and you can find updates for that if we ever hopefully will have them in the future uh, at Wayward Parents on Twitter. They they won't get a season two on the CW. They might get no, a season no, no. two. I'm hoping Amazon oh. production, Jensen's got some deal. I'm We're going to manifest that shit. I would love I'm if by the time hopeful. this episode is released, we're completely wrong and it's been announced that it's going to be on Amazon Prime. And it's going to be on a place where queerness is your hope. celebrated and not yeah. hinted so, at. The Winchesters oh. did pretty well at celebrating queerness, I will say. Okay. They, well, they, they really were did. very good at it, yeah. I was more throwing shade at the CW. Oh, that's... Oh, was, yeah. Okay, continue. Continue yeah, on. Please. Sorry, I sorry. love please. slandering the CW sniper off the <laughs> Go ahead and check out We Were Parents. It's great. And everybody on that podcast, I love them so much. So go check it out. But yeah. Next week's guests are going to be some of my favorite guests. It's the sibling episode. We've already hyped up Hannah this episode, you know, with our mixtape suggestions and all that. So if you want to hear from her and Theo and Sam, as well as all yeah. these stuff, tune in next it's, week. We did this last season. It was so much fun to do a big sibling episode. So we it's thought- It's a lot of chaos. This will be great. I love podcast so sibling good. episodes. It's going to be fun. Uh, season five, episode 19. Hammer, Hammer of, of the, the Gods. gods. Dun, dun, dun. That was incredible. And I almost, I, I like, I short-circuited and can't read the line for a second. But thank you all for coming along for the ride. And we wish you a peaceful road until we meet again. 